the board of directors have suggested some sort of a grand extension. Ruthless aggression. Allow me to introduce you to the new general manager of Raw, Eric Bischoff. Who in the green hell are you? I lie, I cheat, I steal. And at WrestleMania, I just hear myself say three minutes. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 2 of Dits vs Josh and today is such a good day. Well, for me anyway because oh. yeah, you you know what's coming. 51% in our little uh, poll that we put up on Twitter, which means blue one. How do you feel about that, Josh? Oh, well, obviously it's a great fucking day for me, isn't it? <laughs> there will only there's only ever going to be like the one first winner of anything and i am that guy i'm skim of your teeth mate it was, to be fair it like was. just i i was nearly the comeback kid yeah it, these stupid <laughs> bitches didn't vote for me <laughs> so yeah i think the highest point that i got to was 59 percent, and then you clawed it back with a little desperate plea with a video that you put up admittedly i started that but you you retaliated and you clawed it back but it just wasn't good enough was it mate but you might win this week don't worry listen i have now learned from one episode that i really got to do whatever it takes to win and that's my kind of mentality now i don't care about people's feelings anymore ah so i was the heel last week and now you're taking on that mantle i'm the full i'm like full (laughs) heel at this point like i'm like i'm 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 steve austin aligning with vince at this point i will sell my soul to the devil if it means i'll win and i hope i win by the skin of my teeth too so we're in episode two and we've already got a double turn what the fuck yep well that's how it's happening well we'll we'll see how we go along listen Cool's a, heels are cool, edgy characters now. Everyone likes the heel. Who's the most over people on, on WWE programming, at least now? Like, you've got people that are heels that you're meant to boo, like Alexa Bliss and, like, Charlotte Flair. They all get cheered when they want. They get wooed. I want to get wooed. Yeah, I'm not, you're not going to get wooed by me. Yeah, I might get wooed by... Uh, I've got a lot of Ric Flair on my show, though, so more chance of a woo on my end than yours. Do you have um, poll matches this week? I don't, uh, but I have, even, I have, I have, I have follow ups that you couldn't even dream of. To be fair, you might have follow ups, but I have follow. I have the sequel to Creepy Vince this week, so oh, yeah, jo- joyous. I'm so <laughs> glad. More Vince boners. Hey, I'll take it. Not like that, but I'll take. <laughs> Ooh, have you seen him? Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really want to imagine those plums. Um, <laughs> I'm not even going to comment. Yeah, on let's that. not let's not go down that road. So we're on, we're like three minutes in. We are not we're not stooping to that level until at least the halfway point. Unless you can find some smut on Raw that I don't yet know about. Oh, oh there's some comments. Trust me. Oh, well, <laughs> they rival it. So um, before you uh, start selling Raw to the masses. Um, for those who 
um, are tuning in for the first time, um, it's, it's a very simple structure, this whole thing. Um, we will sell each of our shows. Uh, Josh will always go first because chronological order makes sense. Um, we'll rate each segment out of 10 throughout the night. So it, it doesn't matter how many segments there are. We'll just rate them all. And then we'll come up with a final percentage at the end. It doesn't mean anything. It's just, it's just to give you like kind of a, kind of a bar to set before you make your own decision about who is the better show. So, yeah, we, I, I could just lie and give everything ten out of ten, but it wouldn't necessarily be true in your eyes because it's all yeah. about opinions. This thing. Um, it is. It is now. I'm gonna half listen to Josh now reeling off raw whilst I'm eating my pick and mix at uh, two o'clock in the morning. So um... this bitch, everyone, this bitch, <laughs> honestly, he's he's sitting here. I'm gonna half listen. Look at me, I'm the winner. We get it, ditch. You won. Good on you. Round of applause. Good job. I'm not taking this loss lightly. Like you said, there's only one first winner. But I guess it's uh, he who laughs last laughs best. Mm. Is that right? Is that the saying? Uh, Isn't that the I saying? I believe the saying is um, bask in my glory. Oh, <laughs> spew. <laughs> I got that spew emoji <laughs> going on at the moment. You know, the green face like the bleh. That, that's me at the moment. It's not happening again. And if it does, I'm... Oh, man. I, I just, I'll just explode. Steam will come out of my ears at this point, I'm pretty sure. I just like to win. Yeah. Winning is my favorite activity. I can see that. Mm. So it's really up to you to sell your show better than you did last week. Because you did a pretty piss poor job, didn't you? Listen, <laughs> you have like the internet darling show. Everyone's like, oh, 03 Smackdown, 02 Smackdown. It's so good. The Smackdown 6. To be fair. You got that on your side. I got to sell even harder. I'm not at that point though yet. That's not until like October time when Heyman gets in. People don't care. Yes, they People do. don't care about that. People are like, nah, this is just, oh, that time, that era of SmackDown. And I mean, you are like way more handsome than I am. So you have got the looks on your side too, I guess. Naturally. Oh yeah. Here we go. <laughs> All right, let's get into Raw because Raw is war. It's not at this point, but I mean, hate rhymed. Raw's in Phoenix this week. Oh. Phoenix, Arizona. We got we got Raw in Phoenix. I didn't catch the date. I don't know why I didn't write down the date, but since sometime in April. Um, Taker, begi- Taker begins Raw on his motorbike, vroom vroom, and he said uh, he comes out, he's, he's pissed off because obviously last week on Raw, Ric Flair said that he was going to fight Triple H for the Undisputed title, but then Vince on SmackDown was like, nah. I won the coin toss, so Hogan's going to fight Triple H at Backlash. So, Taker's not very happy. He said the Hogan situation is a bunch of bullshit. They didn't bleep it because I have a live television show. So, I don't get bleeps on my shows. So. Mine's family friendly. on that part. Oh, I, I appeal to the masses. Which is why I won. I appeal to like the... Yeah, you get, see, you got, more, you got more scope here. You can get the kids involved in this. I can't. This, this this show is not for the kids. Uh, although, to be although fair... Although, when I was watching this, I was like eight, eight years old watching this. <laughs> I, I was actually only thinking this... Um, I mean, when I get to what SmackDown involves this week, um, I don't think it should be PG. I think it should be a lot more than that. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> anyway, so he said, it, it, uh, he said the Hogan situation is a bunch of bullshit. 
Uh, Flair comes out, says Vince did have the right to make the Undisputed title match, but he says after Backlash, Raw get the opportunity to get the Undisputed title match. So, um, Taker thinks he's a liar, and he calls him a bitch. And then Austin comes out, and he's ready to raise hell, of course, because he's stone cold. He wants the title match. Um, Flair goes around and says after last week, no one can put his hands on him anymore. He's taking authority of this show. Um, And they both want a title match. Flair's like, no, no, this is what's going to happen. They both are having matches tonight. And if Taker and Austin win their respective matches, they will fight at Backlash for the number one contendership to the Undisputed title. So Taker versus RVD and Austin versus Scott Hall is uh, made for tonight. Austin and Taker brawl. The refs break it up. All hell is raising loose. It's a fantastic segment. It's just a lot of fun. Austin and Taker, obviously. Flair, they're all great. I gave it an 8 out of 10 because it's just madness. Sounds fair. A madness segment. It's just, you could probably just say those three names and you're going to get a you know, a pretty decent segment. Everyone was pissed off. It was it was fun. That was a fun little segment. Um, first match of the night is a hardcore title match. It's Bubba Ray Dudley, who won the hardcore title last week on Raw from Raven, I believe. It was Raven. Yeah. And he's fighting Booker T this week. Oh. Now, to start this hardcore championship match, they have a fucking dance-off. A dance-off. A dance-off between Bubba Ray Dudley and Booker T starts this hardcore title match. And I'm telling you, it was amazing. Like, they danced their little hearts out. There was spinneroonies. There was Bubba Ray thrusting. It was... It was a lot. That sounds um, was, interesting. I'm, I'm talking, like, full... I'm talking full coloured strobe lights, music, everything. They had the whole shindig. They have a dance-off to start this. And then they start brawling, and there's all of these weapon spots, and they're just going crazy. Um, Booker is, like, trying to... Obviously, he's trying to take any win he can because he wants to be a hardcore champion. But then Gold Dust runs in, <clears> and the 24-7 <throat> rule is in effect, and the end of the match is Bubba pinning Gold Dust. How? <laughs> because the twenty four seven rule. <laughs> and to end this match, Bubba dances to celebrate. I'm not I mean, kidding. It was a f- it was honestly fun. I gave it a six out of ten because it was just a bit. It was wild and a bit silly, but it was fun. Like it was still funny. <sighs> it was a lot. I mean, I wish people. I'm could not even like see my face. That's exactly that. how it went down. It, it literally, that's how I said it is exactly how it went down. <laughs> well, <laughs> like I couldn't word it any other way. <laughs> you, you can keep your hardcore title. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I'll, that's all I'll I'm saying. take it. I, I get a dance, I get dance office. I get 24 seven rule. <laughs> I mean, I'm not mad. I'll top that. Don't you worry. Well, <laughs> hold your horses there because Trish Stratus is backstage with coach. Oh. Now uh, we take a look at last week's epic showdown between Trish and, and whoever the fuck it was, Terry Runnels, Terry Runnels. Um, they had a paddle on a pole in a bikini match thing. You know, instant classic that was <laughs> one of the greatest women's matches of all time. One of the main reasons we have the women's evolution today, obviously. Um, we get the Molly Holly paddle shot over Trisha's head, that tunk. That was still brutal. As I'm not even joking um, on that one. Uh, Coach is interviewing Trish. He says, tonight it'll be Trish versus Molly. Uh, Trish is pissed off. She says it in her in those words. She says, pissed off. Exactly like that. 
Trish isn't happy, but in comes William Regal, who I know you would be a fan of being from the great nation of England. Oh, I love Regal. Um, okay, so you're going to like him after this. Uh, he says, <laughs> Regal comes in and, excuse my language here, he says she is a filthy toe rag <laughs> um, and says, all Trish is good for is shaking her bits. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Trish, Trish gets in William Regal's face and says, uh, she brings up Spike Dudley. Of course, last week on Raw, Spike beat William Regal. Um, he then proceeds to call Spike a filthy little toe rag. So British. Um, he then says, in this, in his words, uh, William Regal says, Spike is an accident and an abortion on society. Oh. Um, and he says, tonight he wants to turn Spike into a vegetable. <laughs> I am not lying. They were all of his words. Regal's a goat. I'm telling you now. Goat. But then it gets better because we go to another backstage segment and Kane is reading the WWF Divas magazine. (laughs) Terry Runnels walks in and says, what are you doing? You're reading the WWF Divas magazine. He goes, just because I have a burnt face doesn't mean my other bits don't work. Well, he actually said that. 100% he said that. Oh my God. Yep. Oh, wow. <laughs> this roar is wild. Uh, tonight, there will be a Falls Count Anywhere match between Kane and X-Pac, and he plugs that. We go to another backstage segment. It's the NWO, and X-Pac wants to do this on his own and says, tonight, NWO, stay backstage. So, X-Pac is claiming he's going to do this on his own. Um, so, then we have Kane versus X-Pac in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Um, Kane is, like, super duper over, by the way. Like, that fire goes off and people go batshit crazy. Like, batshit crazy. Um, you know, there's lots of brawling at the start. They go into the crowd, fight in the crowd and make their way backstage. Of course, the NWO are waiting there for Kane. They all start beating the absolute living crap out of Kane. Um, lots of, like, weapon shots. It knocks Kane out. X-Puck gets the win pretty quick. Um... X-Puck then takes off Kane's mask. He's like laying... Kane is laying face down on the... On the cement. He takes off his mask and then does like a cachetto shot to Kane's head and knocks Kane out. And Bradshaw runs in to make the save. It's pretty good shit. I gave it a 7 out of 10. It was pretty brutal, the shot to the head. Like it was like, tunk. And Kane was down and out. So, um, it was fun. Bradshaw again coming in to make the save like last week. So, I guess we're going somewhere with Bradshaw. Who fucking knows? Really? I don't know. Um, we come back from a commercial break and X-Puck is wearing Kane's mask <laughs> and it looks ridiculous. Like, it looks ridiculous. Uh, Flair charges in and all the NWO are like back chatting Flair so he suspends Kevin Nash <laughs> um, just because he's, I, I mean, getting up in his face and then Nash says that he's going to sue Flair. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Um, yeah. He's got more chance uh, we move of on popping and- a quad. Than uh, suing Flair. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's a dead certainty. He has, yeah, that's like a certainty that he's. I eat in the morning. Nash pops a quad. That's just <laughs> how it goes. I think at this point, anyway. Um, <laughs> but uh, we have a European Championship match: William Regal versus Spike Dudley. Uh, William Regal walks out and um, he drops. He drops. He comes in and he's got brass knucks in his like tights. Drops them on the ground so the referee goes to pick them up. And then he puts the brass knucks, another set of brass knucks in the turnbuckles. So then, you know, setting up for his spot, of course. 
Um, so, but as he's doing that, he turns around to watch the referee give the other pair of brass knuckles like to the ring announcer or something or just get him out of the ring. Spike runs in, takes the brass knucks out of the turnbuckle, hits Regal with them as the referee still turned around. One, two, three, we have a new European champion. Boo. Spike Dudley. I gave that, no joke, I gave that segment a 10 out of 10 because it was <laughs> fucking incredible. <laughs> the, the crowd, how fast it was, it was just like, oh my God, Spike Dudley is the European champion. Um, heap of people are congratulating Spike. There's like lots of like uh, like drinks being poured on Spike's head. Bubba Dudley comes in there, gives him like a hug. Um, Jackie's there. There's heaps of people there just all congratulating Spike. It's like a feel-good moment, I guess. It was... It was just really fun. <laughs> it was so fun. Spike Dudley, I don't know. Is it just because he's little? Is that why everyone likes Spike Dudley? I think, I think that's why. I think it's just because he's, just like he's the a, ultimate. He, he's not the ultimate underdog. He's he's the ultimate fucking rag doll. Like the amount of times you see him get toe ragged. <laughs> toe ragged around. Yeah, exactly. Some of the spots I've seen him take is just like unbelievable. And like how he still functions as a human being at this point. I will never know. Yeah, I don't know either. Some of those spots he took, like, oh man, he would just get. He he really is a filthy little toe rag, <laughs> according to well, according to William Regal. Anyway, <laughs> my accent does not do that justice. <laughs> filthy little toe rag. Oh, there we go. There that go. oh man, we got it. <laughs> my 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 accent doesn't do that justice at all. The way he said it, and I was just like, oh man. Regal's great. William Regal is one of the best wrestlers I've ever seen. Amen. Um, and not only that, he's very good at comedy. William Regal is very funny. He he has that in him as well. He's not just a good wrestler. He has so much charisma, I think, anyway. I don't know if people will agree with me on that or not, but he's funny. I find him funny. All that stuff he did. He's funny when he's getting picked on. He's funny. He's just... William Regal is just... He's one of my all-time favorites. But, uh, hey, I'm not going to say no to a Spike victory because Spike's great. Each to their own. But, it, <laughs> but moving on, we have Rob Van Dam, the Intercontinental Champion, versus The Undertaker. This is, of course, a non-title match. If Taker wins, he goes to Backlash. Um, it's pretty, like, Taker dominates pretty early on. Crowd is very heavily behind Rob Van Dam, as always. He was always quite the overdude. Um, RVD fights back, but every time Taker just kind of chops him down. Cool stuff. Um, Taker does a big, like, superplex off the top rope from, like, to RVD, and I'm like, wow. Because I'm so adapted to seeing how The Undertaker wrestles now, I forget that he used to actually be able to, like, go. <laughs> like, you know, like, not that he can't go now, but there's just a different style that he wrestles, obviously, because he's older. And I just sometimes forget that I'm like, wow, Taker can really really go when he like when he had to but um there was like spots where the referee was down and stuff like that there was like van terminators and van daminators whatever the fuck they're called um rvd goes for a five star eddie guerrero runs down to go off last week um there's choke slams there's kickouts there's more eddie interference there's more five stars it's a really really back and forth really good match but uh taker ends up winning with the last ride and i mean like the last ride like he sent him to the stars <laughs> um uh, uh rvd's really never been higher oh. Oh. <laughs> what a joke i know <laughs> pat on the back for that one um it was a really 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 great match eight out of ten 
Um, I had honestly never seen those two work together before. Well, not that of any of memory anyway. I don't think RVD and Taker really work together that much from memory. Well, the only time I remember them is the uh, Survivor Series winner takes all. But apart from that, and I mean, obviously it, that wasn't yeah, direct. They, that was just part of an elimination match. It wasn't. Yeah. yeah. I've never seen them have a singles match before. So it was I, really I'm good. Actually, I actually <laughs> might go back and watch that because it sounds fun. It's very good. Yeah, it's really, really good. It's um, it's like the perfect... Of course, there's like a different... Have you noticed how different the style of wrestling is back then to now? I, yeah. It's was, so I was, different. I was going to talk about that when I do my thing. Like, there's so many things that I'm watching. And it's just like... like I, I, it's weird because I, obviously my memories are watching it as a kid. And I'm sure it's the same with you. So all of this yeah. just over our heads at that point. But now we yep. see things, you know, that's going on now. And we look back and it's kind of... Like, this is, like, you got so much of this happening, which doesn't happen anymore. you got so much of that happening that's not happening anymore. It's just, it's bizarre. It's the same. I, mean, I know, like, everything has to grow. Everything has to progress. But it's just so weird seeing, like, a million ref bumps and, to- like, you know, the toss into the turnbuckles, all this kind of stuff. It just seems to happen all of the time. You don't get any of that anymore. If I see yeah. a ref bump now, the... it blows my mind. I'm just, oh, shit. The quality of wrestling is... Not disrespecting these, because there's some fantastic matches back in the day, but the quality on a consistent basis is much better now. The actual in-ring product. Yeah. Like, a lot of the spots that were nearly ending a match, and, hey, some people take this as a negative and a positive, but a lot of the spots that were nearly ending a match in that RVD take a match is, like, a normal spot now. That is just nothing. And that's, like, I guess you could say bad and good about that, but for me... I love today's style of wrestling. It's a lot faster. I mean, this was probably a little bit of a transitional time where we weren't in the 90s, where everything was a squash. We weren't now where everything is super competitive, but we're like a balance of both. Um, But it was just a really good match. Um, Now, speaking of good matches, next is Trish Stratus versus Molly Holly. (laughs) Now, I'm not actually kidding you when I say this. This was a damn good match for the time because I'm, again... I'm looking at this with a different mindset of, okay, they're not going to get as much time as they do now. It's not taken as seriously, quote-unquote, as now. But this was a time when they had workers, and they were, you could tell that within the minutes they were given, they were trying to work. But um, I'll get to the match in a minute, because Jazz, the WWF Women's Champion, is on commentary. Now, she does not say a word for the entire time she's on commentary, because she has a big black eye. Trish gave it to her at a live event. They said, it's like... I'm talking like a black eye, like my God, you know, when you get a black eye, when you got like the puffiness and like the swollenness, like this was nasty. It was all red. Jazz didn't say a word. They kept asking her questions and she was just staring at Trish the whole time. Before the match even happens, Molly gets an interview. Uh, Molly says she's the best women's wrestler in the world. Fucking duh. Because <laughs> she is Molly Holly, the greatest. Um, Terry Runnels says maybe she's jealous because she doesn't look as good as all the other WWF divas. Oh, wow. uh, Molly says Molly says that she is at, she's the most desirable woman in the company, and that she says she is pure and wholesome because that's Molly is pure and wholesome. Didn't she twat uh, uh, Trish over the head with a paddle last week though? Yeah, but that doesn't have anything to do with the fact that she's pure and wholesome. She's taking all those... In the words of William Regal, she's taking all those filthy little toe rags out. <laughs> all right. Now, I wrote... Uh, I wrote After I wrote pure and wholesome, I wrote, Duh, what a woman. Fuck yeah, Molly Holly. Because anyone that knows me knows how much I love Molly Holly. 
Molly Holly is the greatest. I love Molly Holly. Uh, it's just, she's just wonderful. Anyway, Molly comes out. Trish runs down and attacks her on the ramp. They are, I'm talking, this match is physical. Like, they are beating the crap out of one another. Like, they're laying their shots in. They're trying to maximize their minutes. It's, it's really, really an actual really physical match. There's a monkey flip from the corner from Trish to Molly, and Molly flips over and lands on her feet, which I thought was really cool. Just for that time, like, you didn't see women doing that kind of shit. So, again, um, it's a really, really good technical wrestling match. There's a lot of, like, Trish getting dominated by Molly. The crowd, of course, are chanting, we want puppies, because it's 2002. Um, No matter how many, you know wrist locks and northern light suplex that someone's can do they're going to chant for puppies which is expected um beautiful handspring elbow from molly holly jazz still won't speak she's just staring at trish molly is i wrote molly is beating the tar out of trish (laughs) um so there's a spot outside where trish goes to the outside and jazz is still staring at her molly pushes the referee which knocks him down of course another ref bump because the ref followed to the outside of course another ref bump um, Molly, Holly, like Jazz goes to attack Trish. She accidentally gets Molly. Trish hits Jazz with a forearm, then goes to do the Stratus faction from the apron to the floor on Molly, Holly. But Jazz ends up clocking Trish Stratus in the head with the women's championship belt. And I sent you that Snapchat and it was nasty. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that. It looked, it looked real. I don't know if it was the camera angle, but Jesus fucking Christ, that was, oh. that was brutal. <laughs> Trish just went limp. Trish was just like dead. <laughs> Molly Holly rolls her in, um, does this weird pinning predicament thing where she like ties her up and like rolls her up and and wins the match. Molly goes over, so I mean, in my book, I'd give that a hundred out of ten. But I gave it an out eight out of ten because it was actually for what it was, it was a really really good match. So, boom on that one. There's progression. Ah. Uh, Speaking of progression, Brock Lesnar is backstage with Paul Heyman. Yes. Uh, Heyman, Heyman walks into Lesnar in their like dressing room thing. Um, of course, Heyman rips on Phoenix, says it is the worst town he's ever been in. <laughs> what a heel, you know. Um, they come out to the ring. It's a standard. It's literally the same segment you would see now. Heyman to the to the left of uh, Lesnar, putting him over. There's a video package, you know you know, put uh, Lesnar right over. He says he's the next big thing about 400 times. The Hardys run in. They attack Brock. Um, Brock originally fights them off. The Hardys get chairs. And you've seen the segment when they just connect with chair shots to Brock's head. Yeah. (laughs) Like, they donk him on the head. They get the upper hand. The Hardys music plays. And, you know, it's a fun segment. Um, It's just... Man, I, I gave that segment a 7 out of 10 because it's just like, oh, man, those chair shots were just... Like, they dented the chair and Brock, like, stumbled back, but he still didn't fall down. Um, this is this kind of the way to introduce Brock. It's a... Damn, those chair shots were nasty. Everyone everyone has kind of seen those chair shots, I'm pretty sure. Well, anyone that's a wrestling fan. Oh, God, yeah. He took them like a champ yeah, as well. Oh, boy, they were nasty. <laughs> The way that the Jeff Hardy one more so than the Matt Hardy one. The Jeff Hardy one, he just like laid it right into the top of his noggin. I was like, oh man, 
Um, now, this is the match that kind of lets the show down, this next one. It's Mr. Perfect versus The Big Show. Mm. Um, now, last week on Raw, the worst match of the night had Mr. Perfect involved, if you remember. It was a Hardy Boys <laughs> match. I do recall. And it was not good. It's not. It wasn't good. Um, now, there is a saving grace to this match. There's a lot of big chops from Big Show. He's, like, doing a lot of, like, bills, tossing him around, um, but... It's just really sloppy. It doesn't look good. But the saving grace of this match is that Mr. Perfect hits a perfect plex on Big Show. Like I'm talking, he gets him all the way over. And Big Show kicks out at one. Oh, way to sell the fucking move. Jesus Christ. He literally kicks out at one. The match goes for 40 seconds, 50 seconds. He does the perfect place, kicks out at one, gets immediately up, hits a choke slam, and it's over. Mm. Yeah. I didn't like it. Poor Hennig. I don't know why. I just gave it a 5 out of 10 because the only reason that I gave it higher than like a 2 or a 3 is because he hit a perfect flex on him. Because that's pretty impressive. <laughs> you can tell the, uh, the faith that they had in Mr. Perfect at this point. Yeah. It's rough. It's a shame. Um, Austin is backstage. He's in Flair's office. Flair isn't there yet, but Austin makes himself comfortable, puts his feet up on the desk. You know, standard Steve Austin stuff. What else would you expect from Stone Cold? Um, I don't even know why I wrote this bit in, but an ad for the WWF Divas airs, and it's real saucy. You know, they're all in their bikinis, and they're like, I want to be on the cover, (laughs) and it's just real raunchy, you know? Um, come back from that ad and Austin is still waiting. Flair eventually enters, um, and says, good luck tonight and please don't put your hands on me because he doesn't want any issues. He's the boss. He wants to lay down the law. Um, we have our main event. It's Scott Hall versus Steve Austin. Uh, Scott Hall is out here with X-Pac. Of course, Kevin Nash, not there because he's suspended, um, because he talked back to... (laughs) Ric Flair. Um, Austin wastes no time. Tax hall. Lots of heavy shots from Austin. Lots of, like, NWO shenanigans, as you would expect. Lots of X-Puck getting involved. Um, we end up going back and forth. The referee goes down, of course. Really? <laughs> um, yeah, oh, I know. Another goodness. ref bump. I know. Taker runs in. Hits a choke slam on Austin. Bradshaw runs in to attack Taker and take him out of there. Scott Hall goes for the pin on Austin. He gets the kick out. Um, there's so much fucking shit happening. There's just shit going down everywhere. You got Austin attacking X Puck, and you got Austin attacking Hall, and Bradshaw's still chasing Taker out of the thing. The referee go. I think there's another. Yeah, the, there's another ref bump, <laughs> and then the NWO come in again. Nashless, of course. Attack. He ends up hitting a stunner on them. Flair comes in to run X-Pac out of town. He hits a stunner on Scott Hall to win, and then hits a stunner on Ric Flair. <laughs> that sounds uh, that sounds really it's complicated. Nutty. Oh, there's so much shit going on. I gave it a 7 out of 10. It did what it needed to do. It got Austin to take her at Backlash. Um, so, but I don't know why he hits Ric Flair with a stunner. Yeah. But hey, it is what it is. Austin versus Authority, isn't it? Um, Down with Rick. So, um, 
I gave it all overall. It was a seventy three percent for this week's Raw. It was really really cool. Um, that Mr. Perfect Big Show match brought the rating kind of down. Um, but overall, it's a pretty damn good show. Top that, bitch. I mean, it. I, I. I'll be honest, and you know, I give credit where credit is due. That does sound like a decent show. At least it sounds a lot better really, than last really, week. Really. Anyway, your show last week was dreadful. Yeah, it wasn't good last week, um, but much better raw this week. Um, I think last week the problem was is that it was so much centered around like the Austin stuff. <clears throat> And, like, they were just trying to stall until Austin, and it just wasn't working. Um, but this week, man, shit's on the up. Oh, I've got a difficult job ahead of me now selling this one, haven't I? Mm-hmm. Well. People better vote for me this week. <laughs> people. People listening to this. You need to vote red, because you need to vote for me. Because if I take two L's in a row, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to find a new co-host, I think. I don't think you'd be able to handle it. I'll block Dits off everything. <laughs> I'll just block him. <laughs> don't do that. I need your retweets. No. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, here we go. Smackdown, baby. So I've actually... Th- this is the description on the WWE Network. So if this sells the show to you... I'm, I could actually just get away with just reading the sentence, but there you go. So, Kurt Angle faces WWE Undisputed Champion Triple H in the main event. Sounds good already. Plus, Vince hires a new secretary. Oh. <laughs> Look at that synopsis. Oh. Edge battles Y2J and more. Oh my! Ooh, I want to know what's 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 more intrigue. <laughs> um, so um, SmackDown is also hailing from Arizona this week, but in Tucson, which is spelled, get, which mate, is actually we, spelled we get the- Tucson, but they keep calling it Tucson. So that's I guess that's how the Americans say we it. We get the we get the big cities for Raw. You get all the secondary cities for SmackDown on your taped show. I mean, I'm gonna actually look at the square meters of these two places and if tucson is better um and bigger then i take the win how about that is phoenix the capital of arizona i have no i don't know i have no idea i have no idea we're two (laughs) non-american people i don't know (laughs) i have no fucking idea what the what's the capital of arizona how many how how many states are there how many states are in the states? Yeah. <laughs> that sounded weird the way I said that. Why did I say that like that? You are, is it 50 you are, or 52? You are a state. It's 50, right? I've, I think it's 50. but Or is it 52? Is there 52 <laughs> states? No, that's not right. Jesus Christ. Um, so, Should I ask Siri? Yeah, go on, ask Siri. It's not just all about SmackDown. Siri, how many states are in America? Oh. 50. 50, there you it's go. 50 states. So, United um, States of America. Good work, Siri. Thank you. So we are really good at geography, and this is not just a wrestling podcast. You will also get uh, educational tidbits as we go along um, through the medium of Siri. Yeah, thanks, Siri. So if you're not here she, for the wrestling, you can come here for the geography. The geography of... Uh, I'm not great with America. I'm just not... I'm not. I'm just not good with that kind of geography of anything. All I know is that the main cities, because 
obviously it's on the other side of the world indeed and uh, make sure you tune in next week because we'll be talking all about photosynthesis yay um so smackdown less about plants and shit um for the second week in a <laughs> good row work. good work yeah uh, for the second week in a row kurt angle opens the show and i've just oh hang on a minute I, just... <laughs> I got a I got a cat on my lap. She just jumped off. I'm like, please don't make any noise, because she's like one of those talkative cats that just go. Row, row. I'm like, please shut up, please shut up. I'll pat you. This this, this seems like a ploy. You're trying you're trying to put me off. I literally looked up from my phone where my notes are. And there's a look cat. At my, look at my cute. Look at my cute little cat. Look at this dip. Like fucking Doctor Evil. Nah, she's with actual. Hair. She she is a fucking bitch like she bites me and scratches me and she just like does what she wants stands on the television yeah that's a thing lately uh, i'm like get off well she can listen um intuitively because i'm gonna sell smackdown to that cat and she's gonna vote blue or is it he he or she yeah no it's it's a girl it's giddy giddy i know it's a stupid name well she's gonna be giddy for smackdown I, was... I can tell you that much I was kind of half drunk when I named it. Let's not go there. <laughs> um, so yeah, Kurt, Kurt opens the uh, the show again for the second week in a row, and he's moaning that Hulk versus Triple H has been deemed good for business. Um, he says that he's faced tougher Russians and Iranians in the Olympics than Nikolai Volkov <laughs> and the Iron Sheik. Of course it, was, he did. it was it was a very random comment, obviously <laughs> the, referring to Hulk Hogan's past rivalries. But it it it, it made me laugh. Um, facing Triple H in the main event, um, as I mentioned in the description, he requested it just to prove what would have happened if Vince hadn't gone quote mental. Huh. So it's already started uh, in two thousand and two. Mm. He was always he was already going a little bit. Cuckoo. The, the seeds were planted. Yes. For now. <laughs> um, Q, I mean, I say Q, there was lots of what chants throughout the entirety of this promo, but he tried to combat those what chants and said, um, let's change those to every time he says a sentence, you will say, it's true. And of course, everybody doesn't follow suit and the what chants get louder, uh, which pisses him off. Of course. Um, of course. Then Edge comes out. A friendly neighborhood edge. Um, he says Angle's gold medal win was inspiring. It was uplifting. Ah. But more importantly, it was six fucking years ago. And he says, <laughs> get out of the past and into the present. And Edge challenges Kurt Angle to a match at Backlash, to which Angle accepts. Um, Angle says he's going to kick his beep. I got. Uh, we don't get that here. Yeah. We don't get that over on Raw. I know. I got another beat this week. Very, very sad. Um, I, In my opening segment, I got a bullshit. So what's? I mean, what is just wrong saying, with, people? What is wrong with ass or ass? Yeah, I thought that was a fairly tame word. Yeah, it's weird. Screwed. That's another one that gets bleeped. Uh, it didn't get bleeped on this show, but really? I've heard it before. Yeah, screwed. And damn, screwed. Damn gets bleeped. This? This swear words? <laughs> okay. I mean, we've, I'm from the UK. You're from Australia, so I think we're on a different level when it comes to uh, yeah. Well, when it comes to curses, uh, I only have two swears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
it's probably best not to repeat them on here, otherwise we'll alienate oh, no, all not, of our I'm listeners. <laughs> you won't like what I have to say. <laughs> In fact, I actually called you um, one of those words on uh, Twitter the other day. But I, I, of course, it was it was bleeped. It, it, was, it was bleeped because I'm you know very considerate of um, you know the people of Twitter. You know, I don't want to offend anybody. Um, oh well, just you could say hello, and that will offend someone. Well, that's very Twitter. true. Um, oh shit, where was I? Ah, here we go. So, uh, so Edge returns with, obviously, Angle's accepted the match. So Edge comes back with, uh, I'll say something that you don't hear very often. It's a date. Oh, and then Edge agrees. That, damn. Yeah, damn, boy. <laughs> Shit. Um, Edge agrees that fans shouldn't be tranting what. And, you know, Angle's very happy that, you know, Edge agrees with him. Um, and Edge says, you're a special man. And they should be chanting, you suck whenever he speaks and the crowd obliged and then Kurt Angle stupidly demanded that his music played and then regretted it instantly knowing that the Usopp chants are even louder um, a very fun opening anything with Kurt Angle um, sparring with Edge it's a win in my book it starts off strong yeah 8 out of 10 good start Damn. good work um, then we go to an ad break and come back to Angle in his locker room and Y2J walks in. Now, you remember those shirts like back in like the early noughties, mid noughties that teenagers used to wear? The flame shirts. It's, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the ridiculous. Well, Chris Jericho was wearing one of those shirts and for some reason I was, it, 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 it amused me when I saw it because those shirts are fucking atrocious. Um, oh, they were great in 2002. Well, they were though. great back then. Uh, the life of a rock star, I guess. Um, and he said that if it wasn't for Edge last week, he would have beaten the rock in the uh, main event. And um, Chris, of course, is facing Edge in tonight's SmackDown. Um, Angle starts chatting away, and you can actually hear the crowd chanting, You suck from the back, which pisses um, Kurt Angle off. Um, he says that he can't stand loudmouth Canadians with long blonde hair who dress like rock stars. Chris takes offense to that. And then he went, that's his opinion. <laughs> he said, except for Chris or except for you, because he's cool. Y2J is cool, according to Angle, apparently. Uh, Y2J suggests a pact that they watch each other's backs tonight. I give out a seven out of ten. Again, anything with Angle, anything with Jericho, I'm happy. And then we get to our first match of the night, Tajiri versus The Hurricane. And this match, we see the debut of Tori's geisha outfit. Oh, yes, yeah, her kimono. Yeah, we alluded to this last week, and we weren't sure when it dropped, but it's here this week. Um, so yeah, it, was a standard, um, it was a standard cruiserweight match. Um, there were some decent spots, but ultimately Tajiri won with... I've, I've put it, it was a brilliant buzzsaw kick because I'd, it, was, it just seemed just to connect so well and the, I, the slap of the leg to make the sound effects. Like, I, I love Tajiri. I said last week, I think he's absolutely Oh, wait, awesome. no, no, no. Wrestling, wrestling's real. What? What are you talking about? Wrestling's real. There's no slapping of legs. He, he hit him in the face. That's why that, that <laughs> noise happened. Wrestling, what are you talking about? Wrestling's real. If I, oh, if I, just, if I just shattered the dreams Kayfabe, of, um, mate. Kayfabe. <laughs> okay, kayfabe. Uh, our one listener is absolutely <laughs> devastated by that now. <laughs> um, so Tajiri, um, following the win, orders Tori into the ring and chats shit in Japanese. 
Um, no. So he's, 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 he's berating her, embarrassing her, humiliating her. But in comes Billy Kidman to um, shut him up, does a miss, missile drop kick, and then runs away. You know, sparing Tory further humiliation. I gave that whole thing a 6 out of 10, which I think is fair. Um, now, here's a rivalry that we always um, were salivating at the mouths for, is Albert versus Scotty Too Hotty. Now, last week, Albert turned um, heel um, because he feels like um, his last six months were wasted with Scotty, but you could argue that we were wasted anyway. Now, to solidify this heel turn, Albert has decided to shed all of his clothes, but has, he's kept his hairy chest, which would become famous when he became the A-Train, but he looks like a twat. Um, the commentators mentioned that Albert stated that he was sick of the dancing, which is pretty fucking ironic, seeing as that's what he ended up doing when he fucking retired. But there you go. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's funny how that turned out. Um, so uh, it was a one-sided match. Um, Albert dominated throughout. Um, Scotty tried to hit the worm and then just ate an absolute brutal scissors kick in the grid. And then Albert hits his finisher for the win, but he wasn't done. Of course, after the match, he started to throw him around a little bit. Rikishi to the rescue. Oh. That's about it. Okay. Six out of ten. So it, we're getting a Rikishi sounds, sounds versus cool. Albert feud now, which is fucking exciting. Not. Oh, speaking of exciting. I was going to say, I, genu- I genuinely couldn't tell if you were actually excited then. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. The tone of your voice says... Maybe you're sarcastic, but also the tone of your voice says you're very excited for this. And I'm like, okay. I was like, I'm not, I'm not here to judge. Fucking no cells on emotion, mate. Um, <laughs> but this bit is nice. Well, in fact, this is the precursor to something that's even, even better. But we come and we go, we go to Vince's office and we've got Stacy sprawled. Along the couch, the camera starts from her feet and works her way up the 10 miles of leg that she has. And then Vince walks in and she asks him, have you given any thought to the offer of her services? And of course, you know, Vince throughout the whole thing is very like, mm, mm, mm. he's, he's, oh, lovely. he's loving life. Mm, Stacy. Um, he said he's given it a lot of thought. Um, and whilst he's, you know, talking away, she's very handsy, you know, which... Uh-huh. I'm, I, I'd like to be... Choose your words very carefully <laughs> here, Jits. <laughs> we don't want a repeat of last week. <laughs> well, I mean... Uh, yeah, I um, it's, yeah, I'd love to be a fly on the wall when Vince was talking to Stacy before this segment and just said to her, just, just feel me up. Just go for it. Just touch me on the arm, touch me on the leg, touch me. I'm Vince, I've got all the power. It's just creepy, it's imagine, fucking imagine creepy. Imagine Vince being like, Vince being like, I know this is a little uncomfortable, but I am your boss, so I guess <laughs> you better do it. Stacey's probably like, okay, old man. I mean, she doesn't seem like she was um, deterred by it. I'll put it that way. She seemed to enjoy it. Um, Vince, Vince has kissed a lot of really attractive women. He has. Let's just be honest. Trish, Stacey... Linda, I mean, holy shit. And they've all been fucking disgusting as well. Um, <laughs> um, so Vince... Linda McMahon is a beautiful woman. Let's just... <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying that Linda's disgusting. 
Well, I mean, Ooh. it was implied. <laughs> that is your interpretation. I would never be so cruel. Linda is a man. What a, what a lady. A majestic goddess. What a, yeah, just... And the way she sells stunners. Oh, man, Linda. Well, the way just, she sells not selling is also fun when she was in that wheelchair for what seemed like seven months. Hey! Hey, that was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful storyline. He drugged his wife so he could hump another woman. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad that this Vince is still living on on my SmackDown. Um, yeah, well. So, yeah, so he says um, he's got other candidates in line for this position um, who he will, for some reason, decide to interview in the fucking ring. But <laughs> wrestling. <'Cause> why not? <laughs> um then whilst he's it, it's it, nothing happens obviously she's touching him but i've put that vince exhales which is probably him oh, jizzing oh no oh no like it's a weird sound like was, here we go again i was watching it it's just kind of like oh it was i don't know what it was, was oh it, dear god i actually had to rewind it two or three times to see like was that part well, so of So then it? you could exhale at the same time? Just, like, is that... So I could, just wanted to go back and... It was like a watch-along. Do it at the same time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It was <laughs> Shit. Fucking, it was weird. Um, and then Stacy says that she'll make him an offer that he can't refuse. Um, that was a really dragged-out segment. That, that segment lasted literally about 40 seconds, but I made it sound like it lasted like 10 minutes. I gave it 3 out of 10. It was, it was. Oh, what the! You had Vince jizzing again. You had <laughs> Stacy Keebler, who has the legs and she knows how to use them. Oh, trust Just me, I, I I make up for it. Don't you worry. Um, then we have. Oh, I know. Um, <laughs> ooh, we have your favorites next, uh, Billy and Chuck, with. Um, oh yes. Yeah. With Rico. With Rico, of course. Um, oh, of course. They go backstage and confront Maven, and Rico shits on him oh. about his Man, fashion what a way sense. To ruin the segment. And um, especially the eyebrows. He points. He points out the slugs on Maven's they're, they're face. Bushy. Um, Al Snow rocks up, to which Rico says, "There's no time oh for hostilities God. because they're in the middle of a fashion emergency." And then things get a little bit heated, and then a match is made between um, Chuck and Al Snow for the evening. I give it five out of ten. Average uh, segment. You know, it could have been. I mean, <laughs> Rico is just. Fashion emergency seems like, you know, daily occurrence, you know. So that comes first on everything. I mean, as soon as you said Billy and Chuck, I just started singing that song in my head. <laughs> Would you like to sing us a few bars? <clears throat> you look so good to me. Oh, oh. That's, yeah, yeah that's getting edited out. Um, then we go... <laughs> Leave that shit in. Leave that shit in, man. <laughs> Make sure show... I've just sold some of your show for you. <laughs> if you don't go on The Voice Australia when it opens up again and sing that fucking song, I'm going to be disappointed. That is... Uh, in fact, it, that could be a forfeit. List. That could actually be a forfeit for you losing an episode one week. You have to go on The I'll Voice I'll send you a tape. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll send you a tape to The Voice Australia singing Billy and Chuck's theme song from... <laughs> early 2000s WWF <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I was on the other end of that call like you would win the fucking show <laughs> get this man and fast track him to the final uh, uh, oh, 
us. Oh, the tone's going to go down now. A boring Hogan interview. That's literally all I've wrote. Um, he wants to prove himself um, that one time, for one more, one more time, one last time, he can be champion. It's just the same old Hulkamania crap. Um, Y2J, however, comes in and saves the promo, saves the segment. Um, say, so he oh, says that the, the Hulk has nothing to lose, but Trips has everything to lose because Triple H is on the defensive and therefore he's a very dangerous man and Hulk should be prepared. Um, he then takes the piss out of Hogan, gives him a little gentle tap on the face, a little playful tap on the face, and then buggers off. I gave it 5 out of 10. It would have been worse if Jericho didn't show up, but... I just don't like Hogan. Story of my wrestling life. I'm not really a fan of Hogan. Story of my wrestling... Even before all the stuff happened with Hogan, I was never really a Hogan guy. No, I... Yeah, it's it's just his moveset and just the the hulking and the what you're gonna... It's just... Piss off Hogan. Over the top. Like, I get wrestling is over the top, but Jesus, I mean... There's a time. I mean, there's a reason why I put the clip in of The Rock taking the piss out of Hogan um, in our intro theme um, because it is exactly (laughs) how I feel every time I hear him speak. Um, So we go to Chris Jericho versus Edge. Um, Right out the gates, we've got the the classic heel move. Speaking of um, things that used to happen all the time back then but don't happen anymore... Um, Jericho hid behind the referee, distracted him, and then reached out and clawed Edge in the eyes with a good old eye rake. Every week that used to happen. doesn't happen anymore. Um, He actually hit um, a very good... I don't know if this is what it's called, but that's what I'm calling it. He hit a very good um, delayed suplex on Edge. Like, he kept him... I mean, he didn't keep him up in the air like Apollo Crews levels of keeping him up there. Um, But... It was a good two sec, two or three seconds, which I was impressed by that. And then he slammed him down. It was it was a good little spot. Um, what have I put? Oh, I, again, another thing that used to happen all the time, but you never see it anymore. Sunset flips from the top rope. Do you remember them doing that yeah. all the time? They used to flip yeah. over, sunset flip. I I haven't seen one of those in fucking years, and now I've seen really like four was- or five. There was one on Raw a couple of weeks ago. It's not like the ones where, um, you know, they, they've set them up in the corner and then they drop down and then they flip over. It's ones where, like, their opponent is, like, at least three or four steps back away from the corner and then they fucking leap over them. Oh, and then get okay. Them. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that in a long time. I've seen three since we started this thing. Like, it was all the rage. Damn. All the rage back then. Um, so Edge, yeah. Edge does that, gets the near fall. Um, and this is, I don't understand how this, you know, didn't, it it just confused me. Um, Edge hit that move. I can't, I don't know what the name of it is. It's like, it's like a side effect, but it's not a side effect. Um, and the ref goes to check if Jericho's okay and Angle bursts into the ring. Now, if the referee had peripheral vision, he would fucking know that Kurt Angle's in the ring trying to attack (laughs) Edge, but wrestling he didn't see it but edge no. before angle could do anything anyway smacked angle with a spear um and then angle went out of the ring um and then another thing this match is literally full of things that used to happen all the time don't happen anymore the toss where they get the legs and they toss them you get you sometimes you get them into the ring post like the, the catapult thing yeah um i hate that move <laughs> 
with a passion is like the worst <laughs> wrestling move ever. What in what world would that happen from that? I understand wrestling is not real, but fuck me. It's like, what is this? That would not happen if I did that to someone. Are you saying that um, wrestling is not real? I never said that. It's your turn now. You're dispelling. You're just shitting all over it now. Listen, I would never we believe dream in a person that. that's that. There's literally we believe in a person that's literally called the dead man. <laughs> so let's just leave it at that. <laughs> Touche. Um, now, not only was it a toss, but it was a toss into the referee. So not only, oh, of course, so you had you had a, a toss, you had a ref bump, and you had a toss into a ref bump. Like this match that sounds like my Wednesday night. Oh, that sounds hot. Damn. Let's not go there. My cat's biting me. Ow. All of that together just sounds so bizarre. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Everyone can just think that what they will. <laughs> well, I can see you. But I love, I can't love see a good. The I, half. I love a good. I love a good uh, ref bump. Mm. Any particular ref? <laughs> Who would be your ref of choice? Exhale. Uh, ooh, Charles Robinson. Damn. Oh, I thought you would go for him. It's the blonde hair, isn't it? Yeah. It is. It is the. It's little Nate vibe. You know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm sure he'd use uh, his little nature on uh, on you in some way, shape, or form. Good bars. Um, right, what we got here? Uh, toss into the ref. Yeah, classic is what I put here. Um, remember Edge ever using a submission? Yes. Called um, the Educator. The edu- educator. Yes, the Educator. Did he ever use? I mean, obviously, I went away from wrestling when Edge was like peak. Did he carry on using that? Because I was thinking of it, and I, was I, like, rem- I don't remember him not- using it past like this point. I remember a match at Royal Rumble 2012 where he fought Dolph Ziggler and he won with the Educator because the spear was banned. So he just kind of pulled it out of the bag because he had. He to. just had to. Uh, that's I, I all mean, I remember. It maybe he did it more often. I don't know, but if he did, it certainly wasn't to finish a match. Yeah, I mean, I, I quite liked it to be honest. It was something I haven't seen for educator. a while. Educator, uh, educator. I used to always do it in the wrestling games. Uh. In fact, yeah, I, I think it's still in yeah. the wrestling games as well. I might be wrong. I think so. You are. I think it is. You are the two K master. You can, you can go go off and find out. Uh, I will because obviously I'll get every, back to you next week on that. Obviously, everybody cares about that. <laughs> uh, um, so obviously, yeah, Y two J is tapping from the educator, but nobody sees it. Um, Chris then manages to get out of the ring, goes for a chair, but Edge spears him. The referee recovers. Only a two count. I thought that was going to get the win, but it was a very close um, two count. Um, Angle then grabs Edge and slams his throat into the uh, ring ropes. And then um, Jericho scores the victory with a roll-up with a handful of tights. Um, then What a heel. What a heel. And then Edge chases Angle up the ramp, catches him backstage, has a bit of a scuffle with him. But Jericho isn't too far behind and starts attacking... Um, Starts attacking Edge. And then there was like an angle slam on the concrete, which looks really fucking painful. Like, I again, I don't know if they really do stuff like that anymore. I mean, I think they might have done a couple of weeks ago with um, Braun Strowman and Lashley at Extreme Rules. I think there might have been a bump on the, uh, the lobby in the arena, I think. But you don't see it that often. And it, especially on concrete. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. Um, and then who else to make the save 
But Hulk Hogan, my favorite wrestler you're gonna of say, all time. I was like, if he says Bradshaw right now, because Bradshaw <laughs> makes every save on Raw. He is the man, Bradshaw. He's everybody's guardian the angels. Man? He is protect- The man, Bradshaw. <laughs> well, he is a uh, protection agency, isn't he? So he's technically living his gimmick. I suppose. Technically. Um, right, here we go. Vince is here. 10 out of 10 is what I put. Um, Damn. Yeah, but there, there is obviously more to that. And Vince obviously comes out to the ring with his cocky little strut that he likes to do. Um, and when he chant. and he does something that's completely out of character, which made me actually write it down. Obviously, everyone is calling him an asshole, um, and he just says, "Ah, oh, you know, like when you go, ah, oh, come on, be nice." He said that, and I was like, "That doesn't sound like Vince." Really? Yeah. He was like, "Be nice." I was like, "Okay, that's a bit that's unvince," but he he redeems himself. Um, no, so he says that he's looking for an assistant. Um, and because they'll have to make public appearances, why not do the um, the interviews of the candidates in front of the whole arena? Which actually makes a lot of sense. It's very rare when you, you kind of question why they're doing contract signings in the ring. And like certain segments that happen in the ring, you kind of, why, why is this not happening backstage? This is so random and strange. At least they actually explained it for this one, which I, yeah. I, I quite like that. Um, so candidate one comes out and... She has a massive stick up her ass. Like the way she's walking out to the ring is, 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 is something else. And Vince says, "Careful walking down that ramp, tuts." Tuts. <laughs> Fuck- <He> says tuts. Tuts. <laughs> uh, I mean this this whole segment is just lols. <laughs> That's like my favorite word. The thing There's is- always a thing that breaks me on this damn podcast, and Toots did it this week. Um, and the, the thing is, he, Vince said Toots, and then you had Taz on commentary go, ha, Toots. And that was it. That's what oh! it was. <laughs> an American accent makes me laugh too, because <laughs> I say Toots all the time, but it doesn't sound like how you say it or how Americans say Toots. Tits. Hey, Toots. Come hey, over tits. here, Toots. Hey, toots. Come over here, toots. Hey, toots. <laughs> hey, toots, get over here. Um, so she manages to get in the ring. Um, and he asks her what her name is. Her name is Sylvia Johnson. And I was I was trying to... That's like a porn name. Yeah, I was trying to work out for a, I was trying to work out for a few minutes whether that was a, there was a pun in there. But I, obviously Johnson is a, is a cock. But I couldn't figure out the Sylvia side of things. But, yeah, I can't think of anything yeah, I sexual think of off that. Um, and she starts to reel off her qualifications. So she can type 95 words in a minute. Impressive stuff. Same. She's fluent in three languages and Same. has no problem working overtime or working with personal tasks. Same. And then Vince just says, um, right, you you lost me with that last one. And then literally just... So just in case you, you may be qualified, but you're not my type. Get out. So she just goes. Mm. Out she goes. He screams, get out. And away she goes. Candidate one, no go. Now, this is the one I sent you on on, on Twitter because it just... It just <laughs> you lost your mind. Oh, this one. <laughs> so candidate two comes out and he's a bloke, which obviously is a disappointment to Vince straight away. Um, Taz describes him as the guy from American Pie. Um, so he looks a little bit like Jim Levenstein. Um, and he, he actually earns himself some arsehole chants. 
which I thought was nice. really funny. Like this, this guy is—he's just—he's just showing up for a job. He's minding his own business, and everyone's calling him an arsehole. He, you know, it's not—it's not a good start. Undeserved. Undeserved. Completely undeserved. Don't be a bully. Be a star. Uh, and then he sits in. <laughs> He sits in front of Vince. So Vince is, I mean, I'll paint a picture. Vince is sat on his chair. He's got, there's a wooden desk in the middle of the ring. Vince is sat on his chair with his feet up on the table. And then this guy comes in, sits down. And, you know, like, the, this is exactly how I sit. Like, the, you know, the camp way where you cross your legs and then you interlock your fingers and put it on your, like, your thigh or your knee. Yes. I do that all the time. It's comfy as hell. And this guy did it as well. Vince didn't take a liking to this and <laughs> immediately screamed at him to get out and literally chased him out of the ring. Like, I don't know why. I just found it really fucking funny. And <laughs> did, did send me a snap or you send it to me on Twitter or something yeah. and... He lost his marbles. Like, I was, like, laughing. And then when Dit started, like, laughing, I was like... Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> uh, it's, it's one of many great moments in this whole segment. This is actually the longest... This is probably... This works out probably about three quarters of my notes, this segment alone. Um, candidate Free comes out, and Vince says um, that she's more his type. Um, and <laughs> she's climbing into the ring, and he's like, careful stepping through those ropes. And then Sleazy Vince, and I've put Sleazy Vince is fucking hilarious, which he is. I just find him so fucking entertaining. Um, Vince is sat there, candidate number three is sat across him, and he says, you're very attractive. Um, Her her name is Sue Hachinson. There's definitely not a pun in there. Um, She says she also types 95 words a minute. And then in the background at the moment, we've got We Want Puppy Chance going on. Of course. So welcome to 2002. 2002. Exactly. And, um, <laughs> okay, here we go. Um, so Vince asks her, um, he says, do you take uh, dictation? And she's like, oh, uh, no. she says, like, oh, of course. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And he says... I need a personal assistant that takes great dictation. <laughs> Vince is a married oh. man. <laughs> oh God, this stuff. Um, um, he does. He then says, um, "Do you mind doing wink, wink, personal favors?" And she's very keen. She's very keen. Says yes. I'm more than happy to do that. And then Vince says, "You're qualified, but there might be somebody else interested." And here comes Stacy, legs and all. And oh yes, I mean this is where. I I mean you might have seen the gif or gif whatever you want to call the damn thing of. Um, it's a gif. Roman, cocking his arm ready for a Superman punch, and you've got Vince in the chair, just going all kinds of fucking crazy or just orgasms left, right, and center. Um, this is where that was birthed. Like this is that this is the moment it was birthed. That's not even a fucking word. This is where it was born. There you go. Birthed. Birthed. <laughs> Damn. Um, so- now, like, to to sidetrack for a minute, is this Stacy Keebler with Kid Rock as her song, or is this Stacy Keebler with the dun dun dun? What is this song? What is this music Stacy has? Because if she's got the legs, that song. Then I'm all in board for Stacy with this. I don't know what I can't remember what it was, but it's on forcible entry. 
I know that much. Uh, okay, so it's not it's not uh, it's not that yet. Okay, carry um, on. So she comes down to the ring and pretty much kicks Candidate free. Poor old Sue Hacherson out of the ring. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the desk isn't the only wood in the ring right now. Um, Stacy is going to show Vince. Fuck me. <laughs> Um, Stacy is going to show Vince her qualifications rather than mm. you know the, the normal way of doing things so her, yes. cue her fucking entrance music kicking off and she gets up on the table and gives Vince a nice little dance which causes Vince to fall out of his chair um, the famous meme that we all know and love of Vince having a jolly good time in his pants yeah um, and there's actually and we're in, all we're all jealous. In, yeah, we are. In the front row, there's there's a whole group of guys. I'd say it's probably about six guys in a row that are absolutely fucking loving this shit. And then there's a there's an older woman to the left of them, just sat there with just scorn on her face. She is not happy, but the guys are having a great time. It appeals yep. to the masses. Six out of seven people is not bad. Um, and of course, Vince hires her. Well, duh. So, I mean, now that I'm looking at the score I've given this, I gave it an eight out of ten. But I feel like I should have given it a ten. But I'm not going to change it now because I can't be asked working out the percentage again. So I'm going to leave it with an eight. But <laughs> it's it should be a ten. I mean, it really does deserve a, uh, a ten. So it Even ju- I would say that. It shows how... Um, Honest, I am. Yeah, well, hmm. yeah. Because, you know, there could be some people that think it's just creepy and not funny and stuff like that. So, you know, I cater to my audience. I cater to people that, you know... I'll just put it out there. Sense. I am not one of those people. <laughs> I, I I, don't mind a nice, creepy, creepy Vince, to be honest. He's my favourite. He's, he's, yeah. he's the best thing about SmackDown so far for me um, since we started doing wow, this. That's, that's saying something. <laughs> I have Bradshaw. <laughs> Uh, fucking 400 times in an episode. Here comes Bradshaw. Bam, bam, and here he comes. I'm going to make the save. Fuck off, Bradshaw. Uh, he does fuck off to SmackDown eventually, so you do get rid of him at some point. Yeah, but it'll just be 40 saves in, a, in the next 40 episodes of Raw before he's gone. I think he becomes irrelevant at some point, I'm sure. Um, God, I hope so. Devon um, makes a I testify my brother. Yes, this is the uh, the debut of Reverend Devon. Um, he goes into Vince's office, um, says that he's found himself testify, all that shit. Um, he said that he's found God, and God has told him that he needs to save the sinners. But he only he requests one thing to carry this out: a benefactor, who, of course, we will mm. find out next week who that is. We all know who it is, but. We find out next week who it is. Um, no spoilers. No spoils. Um, Vince says that he can help because he's rich and he's a very righteous man. <laughs> I love how that's his lead in. I'm rich. <laughs> um, so he extends Ow. his hand and says that they have a deal. I gave that five out of ten. Now What? Yeah. I'm not a fan. That of, is brutal. I'm not a fan of Reverend Devon. Oh my God, Reverend Devon! Oh my brother, testify! <laughs> I'm all about it. I tell you what, though, he's he's he was he was really good 
with what he did. Like his performance was great. I just don't like it. Um, and this is other stuff as well. I remember this um, clear as day um, from when I used to watch it when I was a kid. Um, there was so many. The world's strongest man, Mark Henry, when he ditched the the whole sexual chocolate thing and being the dad to a fucking right hand, ditched all that, and then he became the world's strongest man. And then all of a sudden, Farouk's or Ron Simmons, whatever you want to call him, his new gimmick was taking bets that fucking Mark Henry could do stuff. Um, so this is the first one of many that we will see. Um, so what he's going to do, he's going to put his back to a wall and he's going to stop a limo for 30 seconds. So Test gets behind the wheel of this limousine, hits the gas, and Mark Henry stops it from crushing him, essentially. Um, the 30 seconds is made, so Mark Henry passes the test. <laughs> and then, oh, what a test! <laughs> oh, man. Um, uh, test is pissed off because he lost the bet and decides to hit the gas just a little bit more and then runs away. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say shoot runs him over. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> you lost me fucking three dollars, you prick. <laughs> um, yeah, and then he runs away. Everyone's unhappy. Yeah, whatever. I gave it four out of ten. It's a nothing nothing segment. And this next thing is is, is nothing as well, which is a shame because it is your favorite people. Um, Chuck versus Al Snow. It seems ages since I've had a match, but Chuck versus Al Snow is next. And I've literally put... I've put nothing of note happens. Oh, That's all I've put. Bless. Rico keeps interfering, so Maven chases him off. Billy clocks Snow, um, but Al Snow kicks out. Snow plow for the win. Four out of ten. It wasn't great. I, I could have you know done without that whole thing, to be honest with you. Uh, Sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. And then we... Oh, here's another Hulk Hogan segment. Um, oh. He goes in to see Triple H in Triple H's locker room and offers oh. to help if um, Jericho interferes in their match this evening. Triple H says they fight in 10 days, so no thank you. And if he barges into his locker room again, he'll take it as an act of aggression and he'll kick the crap out of Hogan. He says that he wants to fight his own battles and then he starts to rub the, uh, the belt in Hogan's face saying it means that he's the top dog. And I think this is the birth of this. It says that it means that he is the king of kings. It, Bow down. Yeah, popped me a little bit, that. I like that. Whether he meant it or not, I don't know, to be what it ends up being, but there you go. Um, and then he says to Hogan, they should stick to the uh, philosophy of every man for himself. Get the fuck out. Six out of ten, I gave that. Yeah. And then we have Triple H versus Kurt Angle. Um, Triple H straight away starts and uh, dominates the initial proceedings, gets the upper hand. Um, he counters a back body drop into a pin and pulls Kurt's gear down, uh, revealing um, Kurt wearing oh, a... Oh, yeah, Kurt is wearing a blue fong, and it remains that way <laughs> on show for a good two and a half minutes. I'm I Vince right now, falling out of my chair. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's a lot of um, Kurt's arse on arse. display. Nice. Um, and eventually, Kurt finds his way over to the announce table, and Triple H proceeds to uh, give him a little bit of a spanking. And... <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and then and then it it gets into the match from this point. There's a decent back and forth. Um, Angle hits some really good uh, suplexes, and then out of nowhere, Jericho comes down and pulls the ref out after Triple H hits a spine buster on um, Angle. He's immediately thrown over the top rope by Triple H, um, and then Triple H goes for the pedigree on Angle, but Chris Jericho finds his way back into the ring, bulldogs him, lion salts, and then Angle scores a uh, two count. <laughs> and then, whilst Tim White is trying to get up, Jericho literally just gets into the ring and drops an elbow on his back, just out, just out of nowhere. Just get, <laughs> on Tim White of all referees, just takes a fucking elbow to his back. It, it, <laughs> I enjoyed that. Um, and then they start assaulting... Um, Start assaulting Triple H. And of course, Hogan didn't listen to Triple H earlier on in the night, and he comes down to make the save. But you know, like, if you're, you know, somebody's coming out, and, you know, you're watching, you know, somebody get beat, the babyface getting beaten down in the ring, and then you hear the crowd pop. So you're like, bang, somebody's coming out to make the save, and then the camera will turn just as they're about to hit the ring and get in. That didn't happen with Hogan. You heard the pop, and then there was this, an awkward, like, I'd say a good 10 seconds before the camera went, oh, it's Hogan. It must have taken him a long time to get down that ramp. Bless his little heart. Um, He comes in, does the whole hulking up shite and cleans house. um, And then Triple H hits the pedigree and gets a free count. But my question is, before I talk about what happened after the match finished, how the fuck did Angle not get DQ'd? Bizarre. I don't understand it. It's 2002. There you go. Um, yeah, I actually put that there. Yeah, no DQ was made. Strange is what I put. Um, Triple H says that he gets, well, he gets a microphone, says he told Hogan to leave him alone um, until Backlash stay out of my business. To which um, Hogan replies, until Backlash, you are my only business. Whoa! <laughs> Then Angle pushes Triple H into Hogan as Hogan's leaving the ring, which, of course, Hogan thinks Triple H um, did that on purpose to him. Does classic. The, classic. Does the whole hulking up, does a terrible big boot and leg drop combination. Um, and then Angle and Jericho attack Hogan. They smack Hogan over the head with the Undisputed Championship, which is something else you don't see very much these days. And then the assault. Um, <laughs> well, you did see it first this week on Raw. So that is true. Just saying. Jazz did clock Trish in the head, and it was probably better than that shot. But we doubled down on it, and uh, they also attacked Triple H with the belt as well. So oh. twice as good. Um, and they stand tall to SmackDown coming off the air. I gave that whole thing 7 out of 10. Mm. Yeah. And the show as a whole, is pretty much identical to what you did last week. I gave it 51% all in all. Rough. So I actually wasn't that... I mean, it should have been higher because the Vince stuff should have been, like, perfect. Um, but yeah, I, I it was a very average show. But it had very enjoyable... The, the bits that were good were great. Yeah, well, I'm not going to lie to you. That Vince segment is, uh, it's a great segment. But, hey, you don't have 40 Bradshaw runs in, run in, so. <laughs> I'm so jealous. 
Yeah, well, you should be. If that doesn't jealous. get me a vote, then fuck all of you. <laughs> fuck all of you people. <laughs> um, just remember, people, that Josh just told you, um, just said, fuck you. So bear that in mind when you make your votes. Hey, I'm honest with people. I ain't fucking putting a, sh- a sugar coating around this. You come to my show, you get Molly Holly. That should be enough to sell anybody. No. You don't talk crap about Molly Holly. <laughs> I will fly over there and I will find you. No, you won't. I'm, I'm sitting here. Com- me. I'm sat here comfortably eating pick a mix because I feel like I've won this week. Can we talk about that for a minute? Because what? Why do you guys call them? What do you call them? Pick a mix. Pick and mix. It's like pick and mix. Pick and mix. We call them party mix over here. Do you? Party mix. Uh, do you call it, you call it, do you say lollies? Yeah, we say lollies. They're lollies. Okay, yeah, you don't say candy like the stupid people over there. Yes, this is um, Candy King sweets to make you smile. They're yeah. in a cup. Oh, yeah, Wait, it's a big old what? fucking cup. Look at the size of this thing. They're in a cup. Guys, we haven't even a bag. <laughs> oh, this is blowing my mind. There you go. So you do, actually, you do actually want to come over to the UK now and taste this pick and mix rather than come and kick my UK's ass. On my, UK's on my list. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute. You, you, there's only one way that if you can talk shit about anyone, you talk shit about Molly Holly, then we got a problem. I liked her when she was with you the hurricane. Do, uh, you had to like her when she was wearing those wigs with the chin straps. Oh, God, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. When she had her head shaved, and then every week she'd have a different color, a different kind of wig on, and it would always fall off, and Victoria would always rip that shit off. It was classic. Fair and play. she did a beautiful Molly go-round. I do love a good Molly go-round. I'll give you that. Mm. See, I've mm. redeemed myself now. People sleep on Molly Holly. Trust me, you shouldn't. She's fucking fantastic. That's and she's I'm... pure and wholesome. Yeah, as we established earlier. Despite assaulting somebody for no reason. And she's a winner. Like I'm going to be after this episode. What a segue. I should win for that. That was fucking atrocious. Oh, back off. <laughs> um, so there you go, Get guys. Get the shit out of my cat then. Holy crap, she's all fluffed up. <laughs> yeah, even the cat Hell doesn't yeah. want you to win. No, she probably doesn't. She hates me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what cats are like though, aren't they? fucking hate people. Yeah, I love them. I love them. Cats versus dogs. I'm cats all the way. That's, I mean, that's another podcast. That's another podcast for another day. <laughs> There's a spider over there. <sighs> Big ass spider. And that is why I don't go to Australia. Uh, come cats here. and spiders. Fucked up. And Josh Robinson's. Snake. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's enough. To, that's enough. Honestly, I can't sell that. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> But there you go, guys. That was um, that was Dits versus Josh. That was SmackDown versus Raw. Um, as soon as this episode drops on Saturday, so today or whenever you're listening to it, you might be listening to it a few days down the line, or you could be listening to it a year down the line, and therefore you are too fucking late to vote. We'll attach the poll to the um, episode announcement tweet, and then you vote blue. Simple as that. You're eating red lollies right now. Uh, this is a, uh, a cherry sour. It's got red on it. It's red. Right. Vote red. Actually, looks like a Vote pair red. of testicles. 
It actually does. Actually, this kind of yeah, this is kind of like uh, <laughs> Vince's testicles after the Stacey. You segment. would know. On that note, see you later. <laughs>